0: Everybody, David Donaldson here with Joseph Martin and Rachel Knapp, an associate out of our Keller Williams Kingstown office. And Rachel's going to be joining us today, and we're going to be talking about Systems for Success. Uh, Rachel's been a licensed realtor now for a couple of years and in trying times have seen her business double and grow. And continue to do so. So we really wanted to hear her story today and understand how is she doing that in really, which is of the most recent times, some of the most trying times. For oh, real. So Rachel, welcome
1: to Entrepreneurial Impact. Thanks for having me. Uh so yeah, and I just celebrated my just celebrated my third year as an agent, um, as a realtor, and uh came to KW just out of the hospitality industry. Pandemic drove me into real estate. So when you talk about tough times, I don't know of any other times. These are just my my only times are these three years, right? So um it's been an interesting time, but um so should I just
0: talk about how I, this year? Yeah, what, so hospitality, right, it's, it's always interesting. We yeah. hear people like their background, which is always intriguing to me. Now, I am a hunch. Yeah. I am a recovering uh, hospitality guy myself <laughs> worked in that industry. Joe worked in that industry. Literally some of the most successful people I've ever met in real estate have that service background coming from hospitality.
1: That's so funny you say recovering, we, recovering hospitality person. We always we, we do say that, right?
0: <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't think you ever leave it, right? It, it's an, it's a nerd. Like I did it for over twenty years, right? I didn't know any different. Like I didn't have yeah. nights and weekends off. And when I transitioned to real estate, yeah. I'm like, oh, guess what? I don't have nights and weekends
1: off. It's so true. It's so in our DNA. Time. It's like it's a DNA. It's ser- serving. How may I serve? operations comes into it just really going above and beyond it's just it's we wouldn't even think of anything the relationships how we treat our people we wouldn't even consider anything less right so i'm originally from vegas from las vegas so that's sort of also in my in my in my dna i've been on the east coast for a bit but uh love living in the in the dmv region i think it's my forever home i think it's one of the best places i've lived around in a lot of places but um I think it is one of the best. I'm super happy here, so I love this region. Definitely great for real estate, as Drew would say. We're very insulated here. We're um, always short of uh, inventory, so my team leader, Drew Sworsky, has really been my—he's been my guru when it comes to real estate and what I'm doing. So, um, yeah, I do love it here. I uh, love this brokerage. So, KW have, was absolutely hands down the best choice for me uh, when it comes to develop me developing me. Not just in real estate, but also in my business and running a business. So
0: so when we look at your system and your success and growth over the last two years, how did you go from where you started three years ago to where are you now? Like what weren't you doing that you're starting to do now? What was that eye-opening journey for you like?
1: My first couple of years, I was a little bit dual-careering a bit. I was still dipping my toe back into some hospitality work. But um, the difference really uh, between last year and this year was, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm it psychologically it really motivates me to that, that there's a psychological thing with starting a new year, with just being ready and, and really going strong that year. There's, it's something that motivates me very strongly to start fresh, start that new page. So I really started, though, not... In January, it started really third quarter of last year. You know, Drew uh, sat us down. We sat in a room, and he said, "You know, you've, we've been teaching. You know, it's true. We've been learning all the systems, all the um, the, the whole MREA model, everything that we've learned. I've really tried tried very hard to listen, uh, have it resonate with me. Ha- you know, implement it right away, and not just continue to listen and not do anything with it. But so I've listened. I've learned. I've um, ingested it." remembered it and then in third quarter of last year Drew sat us down and said hey what you guys do now in fourth quarter is really going to be the biggest the biggest thing that's going to move you next year and I listened and I did it and I and I went deep in my in my database that fourth quarter just really you know I've I've nurtured them I've had them on campaigns but I really went deep just uh, making sure that I was absolutely top of mind and then uh we had a great uh we had a Overthrive, we had the speed into Overthrive, we had, the K- the, we had a KW um, sort of mastermind workshop at the beginning, yeah, of, the beginning next of next year, year. Drive. Overthrive, into- Yep. Yeah. Overthrive, so that gave overthrive. some just a just shift into Overthrive, yeah. So it's really great, gave some great, um, just an overview of the systems again, the pillars, and and then I just started the year right. I started with a plan, a crystal clear plan. I started with a coach, went to a coaching program, and then I also started with a cleanse. I cleanse. I did a, I did a, a holistic cleanse. I did like a, basically a mind, body, and soul cleanse. The first twenty one days of the year last year, and I just really just went deep and said, I am doing it this year. My goal was three xing my business. I, 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 doubled it. I really wanted three x it. but um, I set the goals and I just set it with an urgency. I really kept, maintained a daily urgency that I had to meet these goals. It was not, I didn't. I didn't. Um, I didn't relax. I just every single day in it the entire year. I wanted because I would just I, I I grew like a fear of losing momentum, and that's that's what I did. That's the main you're way a, I started my you're year. An incredible motivator. Yeah, absolutely, and, and and absolutely having to have it. I think sometimes I think fear drives more. I mean, we can we can put our dreams up. We can put our what we want up. Sure, we can say hey, we want this, this, and this, but sometimes fear. Works more, <laughs> you know. I can make my vision board, but I can say, okay, if I don't get this, what's it going to mean? Look, like, what will it mean to me if I don't achieve this goal? What will my life look like in this manner or in this manner? So it's mindset, it's story for sure. Um, it's having the plan, having the systems, having the, the, the clear goals, and I really just worked hard to stay clear all year and. Keeping out also, you know, schedule blocking is really important, but you have to block out the noise. You know, when you're, when you're starting your day, I think starting the day right is important and you want to schedule block. And you want, if you're doing a prospecting in the morning, you need to make that time sacred, and block out all the other agent talk and all the different shiny rabbits and all the other different uh, roads you can go down to Legion or what this person's doing or what, who's having success over here. And if you know your systems, you need to work them and just block out, block out all the distractions. And that's, that was definitely successful for me. You shared a couple of things
0: and we keep time back to themes and it has to do with the time here, but you kind of said, Hey, end of last year, I kind of started looking at things and I sat down and I set my goals about, Hey, and then you also said, Hey, I am now, this is my profession. This is my career I'm going to do this and run this as my business. Right. What was that trigger yeah. or change to make made you because it wasn't as good as drew is and he's listening right i don't want to give him too much credit for everything because you did it but what was it that allowed you to open yourself up to say now's the time
1: um i just didn't want
0: to you said that i needed to be fearful of something
1: i wanted more i wanted to be more in an abundance mindset and not a scarcity mindset that's really what it was i want more in my life i want i want I want more out of, my you know, whether it's financially or just a more balanced life. And I want to be, I want to have more control over what I can do, what I can get for myself. You know, in real estate, it's one of the few, these few industries where you really can make such a big impact financially on yourself, on your life, if you, if you do it right. So it was, that was really what it was. It's really leaving the scarcity mindset, which I really, you know, when you, in my last career, you know, is, and with the pandemic, you really sort of go in with how can I save money? But it really it's not about that. It's, it's really about how can you drive revenue? How can you, how can you produce more? That's what it was. And running it like a business, I don't think that was an epiphany really for me because, it, you know, as we know in hospitality, we work hard. We run we, operations. Is, is that? I've always, I've always worked hard. I'm a pretty good self-motivator. It's really motivating yourself and doing the right things. No,
2: following yeah, the right Rachel, can I pause you there? Because you actually said something that I want everyone to, that's listening in is actually hears it. You're talking about a sure. mindset, What mm-hmm. you're actually hitting on. I don't know if you're aware of it, is that you're talking about a mindset of like you can talk about scarcity, abundance or growth, you know, limiting whatever, whatever label you want to put on it. But what you're saying is, is that you have to have a mindset of investment and that, like, you have got to put in the work, and cutting back can actually sometimes—I'm trying to think of how to say this uh, with a good, like, storyline behind it. But you can cut yourself to death, meaning like you actually have to figure out sometimes where you bet on yourself and put an investment in something that has you scared so much that you have to do the work It's actually necessary for you to grow. A thousand
1: percent. That's a thousand. And you said it better. Actually, investment. That's a great word because it's not just investment in money. It's investment in time. It's investment in yourself. It's an investment in your belief. And it's so true. You just said that cutting back and actually cut your own. You're, you're cutting your potential. You put you into that. Like, let me just. It, it's almost cutting your cutting yourself down. I mean, in, in a way, that's a really good. If you're thinking about really mindset, true. You know, and here's one thing I did, and that's it's an here's a bull. Here's kind of a thing I did that kind of drove me there. I actually hired a part-time uh, cyberback, a part-time VA, probably earlier than most people would have said I should have in my business. I was probably, Everybody said, why do you have a part-time? You're not doing that amount of, amount of business. I did it in, in the middle of last year when I was doing very mediocre sales. But I knew there was going to come a time that I needed to be out there prospecting and talking to the actual people that only I can talk to. Well, someone needs to be taking care of my my database. Someone needs to be taking care of my touches and my campaigns and the the, the little things that would like drive me down, like all these, you know, to get you know really drilling down into the, the 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 details. I don't need to be in with designing an email or designing a social media post or whatever. I still have a lot of control in the content and the theme. But most people would say, you know, why are you spending that money? I now, I mean, now. And that, I'm going to all attribute that leverage really did help me get out there and, and expand in volume and, and be able to talk to more people. So you t- that's that's a very good example of investment right there that I would probably wouldn't have spent, you know. And then since then, I've spent money on things that didn't work for sure, and I've learned a lot this year what did what worked, what didn't work, what's going to spend, like where can I leverage this money? And I'm starting to learn to learn better have a better understanding of ROI. But it was good that I learned all of them. And, and this year also with my pillars, you know, my first year I'm like, okay, well, I'm learning all the pillars. and We use all the revenue, all the lead gen pillars. And the next year I'm like, I'm going to dial down and only focus on three. And now I know I can't survive, which is a couple of pillars. I have to have some main pillars, which are like my golden egg pillars. And then I have to other pillars that are like, I, I still have to have my hand here, there, and there. So
2: so since you're on that route and you got people turning in that want to, like, there's a lot of people that listen have a similar story to you or some way of aligning to it, right? So since you went and opened up Pandora's box, I'm going to go down this hole. So let's do this. What are the three things that you did that failed miserably that you would give to people and say, here's the three things you don't ever want to do because I went down that road. What are the three things you regret the most?
1: Pay to have someone run your Facebook ads, some extra, some other service to do it, you know, to drive them into like a, like a, there's different sites out there. They have like a bot site where you can like, you know, it's the the funnel system when you can drive the Facebook ad through the funnel system, it's doing these automatic answers. That's not good. Um I so think... So don't do so I uh,
2: let me clarify that go, one. Because I was a little confused. So don't pay for somebody outside or you
1: don't do it yourself. Which one is that? No I don't think you need to pay someone to do it from the outside you Need to run these ads. Like, you know, I think I've, we have the technology with KW and now it's even improved, you know, it's an improved technology with the Facebook ads through campaigns. So the, through command. So I would say, no, that was a, uh, that was a bit of a waste of money. Um, but it, I learned, um, Oh, it's hard to say because, well, I think on, you know, online leads, there's, there's, there's some value to them, some of the different lead aggregators, but you just have to know it's a big chunk that that, that you're paying for the mm-hmm. for the online system when it comes to referral fees. So I think it might, and I'm not saying that this shouldn't be done. I'm just saying I I, I I went my I went my course with them, and then I I've, I've kind of moved on from that from spinning that. Hey, so those no are
2: my way. two. Yeah, that makes complete sense. It's it's your thing. Like I totally just want Rachel's interpretation of like, hey, okay. this stuff is my recommendation of not doing. So don't outsource your social media stuff. Don't do the referral stuff because the, the cost of sale is too high. What's your third mistake that if you could go back to when you first started, you wouldn't do?
1: All right, so spending money on a farm that you hadn't vetted yet. You know, so I have now. T- uh I have a couple. Of, actually, sharing. I'm actually uh, leveraging sharing a couple of farms with a couple of colleagues. So we, specific. We were very, very um, strategic with these with the farm picks, and we've been successful. But um, I wasn't there, that. I just looked at the farm like, oh, let's just farm this neighborhood because I sold here. Let me just uh, prospect this farm and, yeah. and email out to them. And it wasn't. A, it wasn't. It wasn't a high performing high performing area. So those three things you really do want to vet your farm understand what the sell the sell three was what the, the you know what they're selling at. I can tell you. Can I share one thing that I do? I probably do that is was a big contributor for me, and that most people don't do, and that's um, rentals. Rentals. rental leads. I mean, rentals, rental clients. That has been a really important part of my business. Um, it establishes my pipeline always for the next year, and it's not just my people who are going to be buyers, but you know, also their referrals, their rental referrals from their those buyers. So. I believe that anyone that is just, especially if you're a newer agent, I just, one of the biggest messages I can give you is take care of your, your renters, you know, take the rental, take them and then convert them. Maybe not then, but in a year or their dad or their brother or their neighbor and convert them, you know, and those people and run and run those ads, Run, run your own Zillow ad from those rent from rentals. And you can do that as well for your rental listings and get additional people. So I've, I've been able to definitely leverage leverage those into building a, a good pipeline of bot for buyers.
2: I think that's a brilliant, like underutilized strategy, Rachel. Mainly because if you look, especially if you're selling in a high price point market like the, the district, you know DC, Maryland, Northern Virginia, like you're running into issues where it's actually cheaper to rent. Especially if you know what yeah. they're qualified for and all that kind of stuff, it's actually cheaper to rent. Not that I would ever as an in, in the real estate industry. Push somebody to rent and pay somebody else's mortgage, but in cost, you know, segregation and figuring out like what people can afford, and yeah, so I think I agree with you that if you could wait on it, they might be able to buy in 12, 18 months, and you have built that relationship, but you actually still got them into an amazing
1: rental property. So, I, huge. You're right about that. You no, know, rental, rental rates, people complain about them, but compared to the mort- to mortgages, are actually you know they're not they're not that high. And honestly, um, it's. You know, during some slow times. If you know how to run your system for your rental for your renter and be be efficient, you can fill up a nice little volume, make a little extra. You know, side money while during a slow you know during a slow week or something that 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 month. So you have to be book smart. So, though,
2: so let me ask you this one: since you said you have your golden pillars, what are your golden pillars for success in lead gen?
1: Uh, definitely my, definitely my PC, my SOI, you know, I definitely take care of them. They're touched. I was wondering before I went on the call, I'm like, how many times are they being touched? Um, and I it's leveraged out, but I would say if it's just number of touches, it's probably about 70 times a year, but unique touches, I'm going to add about 17, you know, in terms of different types of things, couple of events, um, quarterly calls. I probably make three of the four to four calls. I probably don't make all of them. I do some magazines for top people, a birthday and a Christmas card, a monthly newsletters, their neighborhood nurtures. I do a bi weekly market update, which my my VA does for me, You know, and I've, t- I've t- taught her how to do the market stats. So, um, yeah, so it's the PC's and the number one. Um, I have to say, my farm's starting to turn into to one of them, and it's a pretty good cool one. Open house is hands down. Hands down, open houses. I've done I don't know, probably, probably about thirty this year. Maybe probably more than thirty. I haven't counted them, but I usually do. I think that's priceless. I think, priceless. Mm-hmm. I, I think mm-hmm. open houses is priceless.
0: That's how I started my business. Is how I coach people to start mm-hmm. the business. People have gotten away from it. I, I get there's the COVID element to it again, and the challenging aspects of limited uh, listings right now. But I think right now that is the absolute for me i love that you brought that up a huge barrier of entry for people to jump through and master those and establish relationships with people that are looking
1: you have to and it's the one of the fastest one of the fastest um uh turnovers you know for that for that for that client if you you could have a 30 to 90 day turnover with someone else if someone's in an open house typically they're raising their hand. you know so or you're also developing for, for sellers. You know, it's also... You know, open house is always, you know, and Drew has the best open house training, but honestly, it's it's two. You're, you're looking for the unrepresented buyers and the sellers in the neighborhood. You. So I've done a lot of door... Ton of door knocking and mailing this year. Tons of door knocking, not just with open houses, but with open house, you have such a great built-in topic, right? So I would say open houses, my no. PC farm... I do calling. I, I warm call, cold call, but I've now... I've changed that into now. I, I I've changed who I'm calling. I call I call absentee owners in my farm, but I also call old expires. I don't. I found that the other the you know first of the day first day of the expire list is just not my my person. You have to also find something that fits your personality, something you feel passionate about. I don't want to be racing everybody else that's calling. So. Absolutely. There's honest, a lot but... of things that are out there that you can do, and I think you have to find, as Joe
0: was saying, the, the things that work best for you. You can sprinkle in some other things, right? you got to give them their duration and try them to see if they truly work, but you have to keep coming back to what works for you. And I, and I love that you're saying, hey, look, I have a social play, but I manage it, right? It's my story that's going on out there. I'm doing open houses, and that is my what are, they're they're warm, right? If they're walking into an open house, whether it's now six months, but you, you've got that relationship that you're establishing and 30, your communication, like you threw a number out there of 70 touches, like people like, I've talked to stories about people, this is always cracking my blood. Oh, that's so much, you guys talk about talking to people so much. But in the right layered approach, right? Newsletters, calls, coffees, Popeyes, right? Thank you cards. All of the things, it, it adds up very quickly. Actually, I actually had a conversation with an agent who was saying, you're telling me to do these things, 36 is too much. But actually, when we set that, and mapped it out, it was worth of 50, that's that mindset that we started with you in the beginning is like, the mindset about what we're doing and knowing what works and that is not a big number and when you add all those things together you can suppress that very quickly when you're in relationship with people
1: top of mind awareness and i have you know i have a card i literally just a christmas card i just got back i sent from a, from a client that i door knocked her it was i think back in the day it was me when i drew's open house it was a neighborhood around there i, we, I door knocked her, uh, about the open house I have kept you know I've kept in contact with her for two years because then eventually she's going to retire. she needs to move her children are in Richmond. she just sent me a she sometimes she does she answers me and sometimes she doesn't she just sent me a Christmas card i have I literally have it up here she she I mean you never know you you have to you may, you may not spend all your time on them like I got smart and if, if I consider my prospects if they're not doing something in the next thirty days, I put them on a, like a a nurture maybe touch base with them maybe monthly maybe quarterly i don't like make myself crazy i'm not trying to like oh let's get them to ma- change their life this week if they don't want to they don't want to change their life till next year but i still i still want to make sure that i'm their i'm their woman you know i'm the, i'm the, i'm their go to agent I, i'm who they're going to pick when that time comes i never want them to forget about me
0: you're recognizing that within your systems, there's a message for different people at different times in their life and where they are, right? There's the buy now conversations or sell now conversations that are more intense, right? There's the people that you've kind of helped where you maintain the relationship. And there are others that you meet that aren't necessarily in a buy now that, that you're establishing, but your communication patterns have to change to your audience. So you're paying attention to
1: your audience. Yeah, uh, you, you yeah. I mean, listening is what is what we what we do, right? We we definitely have to we have to listen. We have to. I think risk works smarter.
0: <laughs> so you kind of you've been very open and candid with us about like, hey, this is what worked, this is what didn't work. If you're telling somebody else outside of what you're doing, you're saying here's the one thing I would do today. Like here you are a year later, right? It's kind of interesting you said, hey, I kind of really poured myself into October last year to kind of set my business planning. So you, was there any changes from what you set last year, goal planning or how you did that, to where you are today that you said, hey, when I modify my GPS for 2024, here's what I'm going to keep from last year that was successful. But here actually is some changes that I made to strategy going forward. Yeah, I
1: mean, all those – all those things with me It really it's about momentum and urgency and tempo i want to be able to because now i'm looking at four i want to do i want to 4x next next year so i have a pretty high number i'm trying to meet so you know if i want to do if i want to have four times the amount of closings four times the amount i need to do four times the amount of leads right neither i need to go out and source those and what am i looking at i'm looking at like did it i'm looking at maybe you know all the different things that are the things that don't maybe don't cost money so maybe like a Facebook marketplace listing that I'm putting on there. I've heard about though, you know, someone doing those. It's interesting, but um, looking at the things that I can do quickly and, and, easily making sure that I, that I know what to say. I, 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 I role play two to three days a week, every morning, all year, seven 30. And I don't I use it always for poll calling, but at least now I, I'm able to like speak to someone with, with, you know, rejection handling. But, um, uh, for lucky, I guess for this year, my difference is I just need to start. I need to re cleanse it. Does you know just because I've done these things? I mean, that you it's a constant, a constant aware self awareness of what's slipping, and you know I've slipped in a lot of things like how I'm starting my day. So I need to make sure that I, I believe that you know realtors they say oh I start my day early, really early, and I believe that it's actually it does make a difference. So right mindset in the morning, whether you're doing your morning motivation, but however you're starting your morning for your story. You know what you're telling yourself about the day, your declaration, what that about that day, fitness um, in the day, and then just hitting hitting the ground running and blocking everybody out. It's so important to 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 bulletproof your morning. So important to bulletproof your prospecting time. That that to me is my that's my thing for next year. If I'm going to tell anyone, do that. You know we've we've had people. We have we have all the information here. Listen to the you know listen to the systems. Follow the systems. Treat them like it's, you know, it's so urgent. You must, you, you won't, you, you cannot possibly um, settle for anything less. I guess that's what I would say to that. I don't know if that answers your question.
0: (laughs) No, it it really does. And, And I really appreciate your time today and I love seeing you just pour it and your awareness is just, it's great. Right. And, and you touched on all the important things because your life is getting in balance and when it's out or you feel it's off, you're addressing it. When you, you're addressing yourself financially. You're addressing yourself right through fitness. You're addressing yourself businessly. You're monitoring all of those things because when one of those goes out of whack, the dominoes fall to send everything else out of whack too. That's really kind of what I'm <laughs> going to say. It's a consistent work and it's never finished. And if something's out of alignment, I've got to tweak that or it really does affect me in all aspects.
1: Yeah, you know, it. You know, we talk about our mindset or our story. You know, it's true. But once you learn to, like, deal with your story, you need to just, like, okay, I dealt with it. And just quit, like, you know, just take action. And I think sometimes we just, we're analysis paralysis. Sometimes we just need to get out there and just keep at. And if we make a mistake and we pick the wrong thing or we do the wrong thing, Quit asking everybody trust yourself and if you make them what's the worst thing can happen you you know as long as you're not making like you know a, you know a legal mistake with a client you know we definitely need to make sure we you know all the, you know we know the contracts we know the laws we know how to take care of our client we know our timelines we follow you know we stay compliant but other than that we just need just need to step you know take the step and,
0: and go so don't dwell and keep charging ahead
1: mhm yeah, and they're just the story. Come, just get, just get rid of it. That's it. Bad stories.
0: Well, Rachel, I, I can't thank you for enough for joining us today and sharing your story with us. It's been a great ride for you, and I can't wait to see you 4X your business next year.
2: <laughs> no accountability there. You got everybody that's listening knows that you're gonna <laughs> <have 4X> going to have forex going. No pressure. That's right. So everybody that sees Rachel her how far into
0: the forex she is. Absolutely. I know. All right. That's okay. All right, everybody. Well, listen, thank you all for joining us on another episode of Entrepreneurial Impact. I'm Dave Donaldson with Joe Martin and our guest Rachel Knapp. Have a great day, everybody.
1: Everybody, thanks, gentlemen. Have a great day. Thanks.